Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rain and Fruit Podcast. I have titled this episode, Letting Go of Perfectionism. Um, Perfectionism is basically just the fear of failure. So I could also, you know, just say that this is overcoming the fear of failure, whatever title you want it to be. Um, I think that this is such a topic that is so, so, so near and dear to my heart because Beja was a perfectionist herself. And even up until recently, like, Last year, I knew I was like, I just saw it in different things that I do, but it is so stressful and it's no good way to live. So this is letting go of perfectionism. Um, and let's go ahead and dive into this topic. Okay. So first to really get us going, I want to just like mention some signs of being a perfectionist. And this does not mean that everybody listening is one. Like, I don't want you guys to like self-diagnose yourself as a perfectionist just because you may have had some of these qualities. Some of these qualities I'm about to mention are like very common in just regular everyday life. But when you feel like you are drowning in these qualities and you, you live by these things, that is a good telltale sign that you are living life as a perfectionist. So I'm going to go through these. If you don't have them, then don't pretend for me. Like, <laughs> that does nothing for me. I'm making this episode specifically for people who feel like they do struggle with perfectionism. So here's some qualities. All or nothing thinking. You either, you do it or you don't, but you feel like, you know, I'm either going to do it and get it right 100% of the time or I'm not doing anything because I can't be perfect at it. It's that all or nothing thinking. Constantly anxious about decisions, especially big ones. You're always thinking, you know, is this right or wrong? If it's wrong, then I'm going to regret it. If it's right, then I I like it, but it has to be perfect. And, you know, it's just like you're putting yourself in this constant headspace that every single decision that you make has to be perfect. And if it's not, then you're just going to ruin your life. Very critical attitudes. You find yourself judging everything, and if it does not match your criteria of what perfection is, then you just, you don't like it. Being hyper-focused on the outcome of something rather than the process. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that perfectionists normally don't enjoy the process of whatever they're trying to do. Like, they can only focus on the end goal because they are so engulfed with the pressure that they that whatever they're doing has to be perfect that they they can't enjoy the process because if you're constantly worried about what is this going to look like at the end and I hope I'm doing this right and I hope I'm doing this right you're limiting yourself in really enjoying like the process to things like there's a there's a reason why we go through journeys to get to places instead of just instantaneously having everything that we've ever wanted in our hands and so as a perfectionist you're not able to enjoy that journey because you're constantly worried about just obtaining the end goal of something and so being too focused on the end result of something is a sign of a perfectionist as well procrastination and this kind of has to do with the hyper focused on the end result of something as well but if someone feels like they can't do something perfectly they may stop themselves from doing whatever it may be so they procrastinate they wait until the last minute to do something because they may feel like if I can't do it perfectly then I don't want to do it at all but that is an unrealistic expectation and as a result we delay what we're able to do because we're just waiting around thinking well, maybe if I wait just a little bit longer, I can perfect this. Maybe if I take a little bit longer, take a little bit more time to do this, I can, you know, make it worthy and perfect. But that's unrealistic. And so as a result, perfectionists normally procrastinate whatever work they may need to get finished or goal that they're trying to get to. 
Another one, and I hope that some of you guys, if you are perfectionists, you don't even get offended by this. But another one is that you're constantly defensive. Like you cannot take constructive criticism because to a perfectionist, constructive criticism and people actually trying to help you and give you tips can seem like an insult because of how much energy you've poured into whatever it is that they are trying to help you with or, you know, give you tips on because you've poured so much energy into it. You're like, how can it not be perfect? No, this is perfect. And I'm deciding that it's perfect. So I'm not going to listen to whatever you have to say, because I've put so much time and so much energy into whatever it may be. And the fact that we're able to help each other is beautiful within itself. So when one person is just closing their ears to advice and things that will help them, then they're obviously not growing. And that's what perfectionism does. It, it limits our ability to grow because we are so focused on the way that we've been doing things, thinking that we are making and uh, thinking that we're meeting this perfect criteria. So if somebody tells us something against what we already consider perfect, then why would we listen? It's perfect in our eyes. You know what I mean? So um, being very defensive to constructive criticism or correction is, a, is another sign that you may be a perfectionist. So I've only mentioned a few of the characteristics of a perfectionist, but if you feel like you've matched any of these or all of them or, you know, like you're just like, wow, I really identify with that. I don't want you to be discouraged. That is what this episode is for, because <laughs> it is possible for you to no longer be a perfectionist. It is possible for you to um, stop limiting yourself and what you're able to do and really just grow as a person. That is why this is here. That is why I'm talking about it because I've walked through it. And so I want better for us all. So if you feel like you have any of these issues, that's okay. You're in the right place. Just continue to listen to the episode and we will get into um, different roots of this mindset possibly and how we can fix it. Okay. So I think I've mentioned this before, but basically I, the whole reason why this um, podcast is called Rain and Fruit is because I believe that we produce fruit in our lives, whether it's good fruit or bad fruit, right? And so these are just like attributes and things that you see springing up in your life. If you have a lot of drama, if you have a lot of um, chaos, if you have peace, if you have joy, if you have, you know, the fruits of the spirit, whatever fruit you are producing in your life, I feel like that is a result of what we are investing our time in and focusing on and, you know, whatever root we have in our lives. So in the same sense, there is a root to perfectionism and there are multiple roots, but the most um, obvious one I'd say is fear. And mostly it's fear of failure because that is what drives most perfectionists to be perfectionists to begin with. So I want to address the root of fear first and then um, we can go ahead and talk about it further. I feel like fear of failure is such a common issue that um, isn't really talked about that often I feel like it's just kind of normal to have that in such a in a culture that's like centered around work and I'm not I'm not like coming for any cultures or anything I mean like work keeps a lot moving however we can't base our lives on work solely like there's more to us than just going to our jobs so I feel like when we are pressured into like making the most money and having the most beautiful house and having this by this age and this by this age and we should know who we are and you know like there's so many societal expectations that just are like they're they're not necessarily explicitly like put out there like you know you should have three kids by 30 like that's never said to anybody but there are some 30 year olds out there who are thinking hey like should I be farther ahead by now like am I where I'm supposed to be in life and I just feel like from this fear of failure, that it, that gives way for perfectionism to even begin to be a thing in a lot of our minds. 
And so I want to address it because I feel like for so many years and I'm I'm young, I'm 20. So, I mean, like I still have a lot ahead of me. But even in times of my own life, I'm like, I should have it figured out by now. And uh, for college, I should know my major. And like, you know, there were times where I was just so confused and I felt like I needed to know every single step in order to be successful or like, you know, be on the right path. And I just felt like I had to plan like the next 10 years for myself in order to know um, exactly what was going to happen. And that's kind of like an unfair expectation that we place on ourselves. We don't have to know what the next 10 years look like. We don't We don't need to be perfect. We just need to be perfected. And I think that 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 statement within itself just carries so much weight because we ourselves, like our significance, it's not rooted in how much we can accomplish on our own, but how much we allow God to do through us with our lives. So it has nothing to do with how perfect you are. It's more about how willing you are towards God. And that's what determines success in life. We have to remember that a lot of the things that society places value on like cars and you know making the most money having a um certain amount of kids and just silly things like that we have to remember that humans came up with these things yes we should have happy lives yes there's nothing wrong with having family there's nothing wrong with making money so that you can support your family and um you know reach the goals that you wish to in this life but if we're not doing anything with God or with surrender to his his plans for our life, then we're we're not living any type of life anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like if it, if you're not doing it for God, then it's done in vain. And this whole world like it's going to pass away. It's temporary. So all of the jobs and success and fame and everything that people chase after will also be gone, but God will still be there. So I feel like the question that we really have to ask ourselves is, are we pleasing God? And I don't want to say that that, that's like the answer to all of perfectionism because people can even apply perfectionism to their their belief in God. And that was me. And it's called religion. Like perfectionism and religion tie so closely together they go hand in hand because it's like the same way that we try to check off these boxes in our regular lives and make sure that we follow each rule to a T. I was applying that to my spiritual life in the sense that I saw the commandments. I saw things that were considered sin and I'd say, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then I'll be perfect. But I was trying to do all of this and be all of this without the help of God. And that's like trying to, I don't even know. That's crazy. That's like trying to grow the most beautiful garden but there's no rain you'd have no water you have nothing to um actually facilitate growth in your life you're just trying to do it on your own hoping and wishing that it will happen for you one day so I feel like that that same effort of okay I can do this by myself I can be holy by myself I can please God by myself without his help and without a relationship with him is the same as the perfectionism in the way where it's like, okay, I can do this by myself. I can make this perfect by myself. I can do this with my own effort. And it stresses us out because we were never meant to be independent in the sense where we were relying on ourselves for everything. Like God wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to rely on him. And that doesn't mean that like you have to (laughs) ask him whether to go left or right every single day in your life. But when you do surrender to him and allow him to do his thing in your life, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be anyway. And I think that that is something that is so comforting to hear from somebody who used to be a perfectionist because it is, it's true. Like the moment that I let go and let God, and that's such a cliche, I know it is, 
But the moment that I truly let go of my own way, my own way of doing things, my my ideas of what my life should look like, those are the best moments where God has been able to show up and do what he wanted to do in my life. And that's where the most blessings have been. That's where the most fruit has been produced because I'm not trying to do it on my own. We were never meant to. And I say all of this to say that being driven by fear and being driven by love yield two very different results. And that's what I was doing. I was being driven by fear when I was walking in those perfectionism perfectionistic ways, not only in my spiritual life, but also in just life regularly. I have to get a 105 on this exam. I have to um, make sure that I have all A's. I can't have a B. That was literally me. And I got my first B and was like, oh my gosh, like what am, what am I doing? I need to reevaluate what, what uh, direction I'm making my life going. And this may sound crazy to some people, but this is like, I'm being real. This was me. I, I had to have all A's or I just went crazy. And I sit back now and just like look at myself and laugh because I'm like, girl, you were holding yourself to all of these expectations that were absolutely unnecessary. When I get to heaven, do you think God's going to ask me how many A's I got in my classes? Like, (laughs) that's not even a thing. So we just have to make sure that we're being led by God's love rather than fear. Fear driven. That is what the fear of failure was causing me to feel like and just, um, it was carrying over into my relationship with God as well because I thought that my relationship was one-sided. I thought that I had to do all of these things and then he would love me when he loved me all along and wanted to help me not only to please him, but to have a life full of abundance and good fruit rather than what I was trying to do on my own. So I think that it's it's so important to discuss that the root of this mindset is normally fear. And um, I just want to say a scripture real fast. It's 1 John 4, 18. And it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who is afraid is not perfected in love. Okay, that that just spoke to the whole, the whole episode. <laughs> it says at that last sentence that the one who is afraid is not perfected in love. So the fact that you're supposed to be perfected in love, if you're being driven by fear instead of that love that God has for us that says, hey, you don't need to be perfect. I want you to strive for perfection, but I don't want you to do it alone. I don't want you to do it by your own effort. I don't, if you do mess up, I don't want you to think that it's all over for you. That is how we're able to be perfected by God's grace. And so when we, in our own minds, try to do it by ourselves and think, okay, I messed up. There's no going back. That limits our growth. And so this scripture is saying that there's no fear in love. And so that those who are afraid, they're not, they're not perfected in love because they're, they're being driven by that fear instead of love. So that is just like, it speaks volumes to the whole mindset of perfection because we think that we have to do it on our own. We think that we have to follow this list of um, rules that sometimes aren't even like true. Like I like the A's, the A's that I wanted to get on the exams. That was an expectation that I just placed on myself. Nobody was telling me to do that. Nobody was like, if you don't get this, then I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Like nobody was like that. It was me. And so sometimes we just have to take a step back and see, evaluate what, what are we being driven by? Is it love or is it fear? And God is love. Like he's literally love. He created it. So we want to be driven by that and not fear. And there's a difference between being driven by fear and then having a fear of God. A fear of God is just like a reverence towards him. It's like a worship stance that you are in towards him. Like you, you recognize him as God. But it's not meant to see him as like this drill sergeant or like this huge guy who's going to just 
hurt you. Like that's, there's a difference. Okay. So I just want to clear that up as well, because I remember I used to hear people be like, you need to fear God. You need to fear God. And I was like, okay, like (laughs) be afraid of him or what? And there's a difference between fearing someone, having awe for them and being afraid of them. And he wants us to not be afraid of him, but walk in his love and accept that. And we can do that through having a relationship with him and growing that intimate relationship that he desires for us to have rather than trying to do it all with our own effort and with our own little list. (laughs) So how do we get out of perfectionistic ways? How do we get out of this perfectionism and this, this limiting mindset? Letting go. That's the, that's the best answer that I can give for anybody if they were to just come up to me and say that I need, they needed a quick answer for this. It's letting go. And I'm not going to lie. This can be hard for those of us who especially feel like the whole trajectory of our lives is within ourself and our ability to do the best that we can do and that, you know, the quality of our life lies within our limited ability to do things. But when we're trusting in someone much greater than our limited capacity to control things, It's at that moment when we let go of the heavy burden to make everything perfect. And I say that in quotations because how can an imperfect being make something perfect if they're not submitted to perfection? Ooh, that just, I just got that off the spot. (laughs) So true perfection is not getting it right all the time, but allowing God to perfect you, even with your mistakes, especially with your mistakes. Um, If you are too afraid to do something all the time, then how do you even expect to move? Like, I'd rather move and make a mistake and learn from it than never move at all. You know what I mean? And that's what perfection does. Like, that's back to the procrastination that I was talking about. We just pause and we stop and try not to do anything in fear of failure, fear of it not being right the first time and having to redo it. And so we need to stop limiting ourselves. The best thing we can do for ourselves is to surrender completely to God. And this is uncomfortable for people who have never really considered themselves to be a perfectionist. So, of course, it will be challenging for those who have considered themselves as one. However, it's possible. Um, Ask God to help you. He desires for us not to be driven by fear. And that's what perfectionism causes us to do. He wants to do life with us. He wants to know us. He doesn't just want to be that friend that you see on Sundays when you decide to go to church and pray a little bit. Like he wants to do life with us 24-7. And another scripture that I have that really just comforts me in times where I'm like, Beja, you need to back off. Like, don't you don't need to have control over this whole situation. You don't have to have it all figured out. Is Psalm 37, 23. And it says, the steps of a good man, which means like righteous, you're submitted to God, are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way. And blesses his path. So that that means that he's literally he's making your path straight. He is um he's making it so that you can walk in the way that he has intended for you to walk in this life. And so that means back to what I was saying, you don't have to have it all figured out. When you're submitted to God, everything will come together the way that it should be, in the way that um pleases him and is good for you. Like I feel like too often we associate things that please God with things that we don't really want to do. Like that is not, that's not all that comes with it. Like sometimes you may not want to do things that God tells you to do, but in the end, every single thing that he does is out of love for us. It's because he wants us to be free and live a life full of abundance and not attached to things that we shouldn't be or that are separating us from him. So even if it's something that we don't necessarily want to do, it's out of his love. And as a result of doing it, God's way will always be where we're supposed to be, and um, there will be more blessings as a result because God's not going to bless something that isn't 
in line with um, his will. You know what I mean? So having a relationship with God, praying, knowing him, him intimately, spending time with him, all of these things will help us to filter out what doesn't belong. And so even if we do come to that decision-making time where for a lot of perfectionists, it's very hard and you think, am I making the right one? Am I making the wrong one? Even if you make a mistake, you know that God is on your side. And that is something to rest in within itself. Even if you you know that your life does not lie within your limited ability to do things perfectly, that that just gives you so much peace and allows you to take such a heavy weight off of your shoulders because you know that you're no longer fully 100% in control. And as a result, you're not going to have a limited life because as limited human beings, we only have so much power over things. But with God, we have we have benefits, we have uh, blessings, we have power in the spiritual realm. We have things that we can possess as children of him and that's where our identity and our significance comes from just being children of God and you can choose to be one or not I mean like it's it's a choice it is and so um with that being said I think that just really surrendering to God really hearing what he has to say and you know allowing him to take more control over your life would definitely um take that perfectionism away as you learn to have more of him and less of yourself the perfectionism will leave because you're no longer trying to um, do it alone. And there's peace in that. There's joy in that. There's good fruit that is produced as a result of doing it his way rather than our own. And he wants to help us. Like if you know that somebody wants to help you and has so much more knowledge than you and knows the end from the beginning, why would we try to do it on our own? Like, unless we don't believe that he's really looking out for us, why would we try to do it on our own? And so I had to have this conversation with myself. Like, you can place your trust in God. It's okay. It's okay. And guess what? Even if he tells you to do something and you don't, there's grace. Even if he tells you, I mean, like, there's course correction. He's got you. But if you're not submitted to him to begin with, then of course you're going to think that you have to be perfect. Of course you're going to think that everything has to be done in this specific way that you've come up with in order to reach your goals. But what happens when things don't go to plan? What do you have to lean on? You know what I mean? So even outside of just surrendering to God, we have to trust that he He knows what he's doing and that he does want what's best for us. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and I promise this is the last scripture. <laughs> it says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding, aka the ways that you think you can get to success. <laughs> In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth. So that means that he will lead us, but we just must allow him to. We must trust that he has, he knows better. Yeah, that's, it's simple. We have to trust that he knows better than us. And once you do that and you have his love driving you rather than your own fear, then you have everything that you need. Because if somebody loves me, I can trust that they will do what's best for me. So when we know and we meditate on God's love and have that as our firm foundation and trust in him, we don't have to worry what it looks like. We don't have to worry what our next step will be because we know that it's going to be what God wants wants for us because we're submitted to him. And we also know that he loves us. So he wants what's best for us and he's not doing it out of hate. If I had to place my my trust in something that liked me one day and hated me the next, then I wouldn't feel so comfortable about that. But that's not what he's asking us to do. It says trust and rely, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord. So when he when you choose 
to believe in God and choose to have a relationship with him. He's your father. He's not trying to hurt you. He loves you. And so we can place our trust in him because we know that he wants all things to work together for our good. We know that he wants us to have lives full of abundance. That's what he came here for. We know better and we know that he has the better for us. So all we have to do is trust and move in what he's calling us to do. Move in that obedience and move in peace, honestly. Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I know that I needed it a lot of the times when I was stressed about I need to do this. I need to do that. And I know that he was probably just laughing at me like, honey, you don't need to do all of these. You don't need to jump through all of these hoops to get to blah, blah, blah. You just have to surrender to God and everything else will follow. So I want to encourage somebody today who may have been a perfectionist that it's okay to put your life in God's hands. It's okay to let go. It's okay to surrender you're not surrendering to somebody who hates you. You're not, you're not surrendering to somebody who you can't trust. You can trust God. Meditate on his love for you. Meditate on scriptures that demonstrate his love for you and choose to believe that he has your best interest at heart because he does and he wants what's best for you. So when you surrender, the moment you do, things will turn for the better for you. So just do it, okay? <laughs> I love you all. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day no matter what time you're watching this from and um yeah no more perfectionism we're letting go of it okay (laughs) love you talk to you on the next episode of rain and fruit podcast